This is Driven By, a podcast where we explore the intersection between passion and purpose. Sitting down and having conversations with risk takers, change makers, builders, and entrepreneurs to find out what it is that drives them. Hello, I'm Maggie Morris, and I am a wedding photographer and small business owner based out of D.C. I'm um, super excited to sit down and have this conversation with you um, because when I first met you, I met you um, very much in the D.C. fitness space. I had no clue what you did at all because that's just not a question I normally ask people (laughs) because it's such a question in the city. Um, But then when I kind of like got to know you a little bit better, um, did a little connecting and so forth and found out that you're like an incredible wedding photographer here in DC. Well, thank you. And so passionate clearly about like what you do. It comes through in your work. It comes through in the way that you interact with your um, following on social media. Um, And I'm super excited just to be able to share with folks kind of like how you got to this place of entrepreneurship because it's always a journey Yes, and it doesn't just like happen overnight. So maybe we could start with you sharing kind of how we got here, how you got to be somebody that books out their calendar a year in advance and is able to work with all these incredible couples. Well, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to chat. Um, I definitely never envisioned myself being an entrepreneur. I never envisioned myself being a wedding photographer. It was never something that was presented to me as an option. Like, this is something that you can do. This is something that you can build. I always had a very traditional idea of my career trajectory, um, whether it be, you know, I become a doctor or consultant or a lawyer or a teacher, these very standard, admirable, but standard jobs that I had been shown, you know, growing up, whether it be in the classroom or children's books or whatnot. And so, Um, kind of traveling throughout like high school and college, I assumed that I would end up in one of those roles. And I had photography as this passion on the side, but I never treated it with that kind of intention um, and that kind of destination in mind because I just didn't know that it was a thing that could happen. Um, And so when I was at GW for college, all my friends were going into those very much traditional roles and I sort of just followed suit. Like I literally Googled best places to work in Washington, DC <laughs> applied to every single company listed in the article. And I took the job with the first one that got back to me. Um, and I worked there for two years and I just felt the life literally sucked out of me because yeah. I had no idea what I wanted and I didn't feel fulfilled. Like I wasn't able to use the gifts that I have and my passions in my daily life. So I just felt like I was sort of wasting, wasting them, you know? Um, and it wasn't until I started to make more money on the side from photo than I did at my corporate job that I realized, Oh, dang, like I can actually make this happen. This can actually be a full-time career. And that's, that's really what inspired me to make the switch. But um, it's never something that I, I pictured for myself, but I'm, I'm very glad to be here. That's insane. So when was this? What You were there for two years. Um, you've been doing this full-time now for how long? So I quit that job in June of 2021. Okay. Um, so it's been a little over a year and a half, and the time has honestly flown by. 
And you're already like filling up your calendar for 2023. You are looking ahead at 2024 already. So the business is doing exactly what it is that you had hoped it would do. I think like what you said about being in a position where your side hustle is helping you make more money than your normal job is like the best place to be in and probably provided you with the most amount of security theoretically in making this yeah. decision. But I got to imagine this was like somewhat of a challenging thing for you just to decide to jump ship, especially after having gone through all of the schooling, everything. What was that like for you? Was that scary? hundred percent. Oh, it was, it was so nerve wracking and terrifying. And honestly it was, it was stupid. Like I tell people I was not financially in the position to do what I did and I did it anyways, and I think that it ended up being the right decision for me, and it ended up working out, but it it was certainly risky. I mean, I'm pretty young. I'm 25, so I didn't have, like, a lifetime of saving set aside, and because I had never planned on having this business full-time, I wasn't, you know, setting extra cash in an account to build a business. Um, so on the day that I quit my job, I literally had $500 in my bank account, and I was like, well... We'll, we'll see. Oh, we'll see. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it was so scary. And for the first couple weeks, the first couple months, like, I just paycheck to paycheck. Um, I wasn't sure, like, when I was going to be getting money, where I was going to be getting it from, if I was going to be able to pay rent. And it was just a matter of, like, making it work until it became more consistent. I think, like, that is right there, like... A thing that a lot of people do already, though, even it doesn't matter if you're an entrepreneur or not. A lot of people are living paycheck to mm-hmm. paycheck. A lot of people are trying to figure out like when they're going to get their next <laughs> next check in the mail right. and, and d- direct deposit. So it's you're not in a really unfamiliar position. But yeah. what you did have to do was you did have to take a bet on yourself and, and kind of trust that the business would keep coming. You'd keep getting bookings. You'd have to double down on kind of like getting yourself out there, exposing yourself and and trying to like make sure people knew you existed. Um, one of the things that I've noticed about you as a person is like, you're very humble. Oh, because your work is like, your work is incredible and you've only been doing it full time for such a short while. Um, but it like shows that you are very, very like intent on doing an exceptional job, which I really I'm, I'm very impressed with. I want to put a pin in this though. And I kind of want to talk about like baby Maggie. <laughs> like if you are looking back and thinking about the thing that you wanted to do the most when you were a kid, mm. like what you thought you would actually be, what is it? I wanted to be a mom. A that was mom. the only that's thing it, I've ever wanted down. ever. Like that's the only thing that I ever wanted. I never had such a strong calling to any other path or career or like lifestyle. It was just like from day one, mm-hmm. from like pre-K kindergarten, it was like, what do you want to be? I want to be a mom. Yeah. Um, I just thought that was like the coolest thing. And it, it is. It I still mean, is. It yeah. still is. Um, and that's still something that I think that I want for myself in the future. Um, but I never connected very strongly to any particular career. Like in, you know, my teenage years, I was like, oh, I think I want to be a therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, and I definitely was super passionate and still am about mental health. But there was never like a one track aside from motherhood. That was like the only thing. So interesting. I mean, I think like if you think about the role in which you play on someone's big day, hmm. it's it's just like, 
I'm, you know, spitballing here, but it's like a mother is someone that's nurturing, someone that like helps cultivate a space where someone feels safe, helps cultivate like, um, you know, happiness and joy. You know, if we're going with the standard archetype, not everyone's yep. mother's like that. Correct. We don't need to go into that <laughs> experience. <laughs> but then if you also think about this role of therapy, same thing, right? You're creating safe spaces. You're creating a way for people to feel like they can be comfortable and release. A wedding photographer has to do exactly that from mm. the moment they meet a couple, in my opinion. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, you're right. From the moment they meet a couple for an engagement shoot, which is like the most awkward thing probably ever, <laughs> um, to making sure that you're capturing like the most important day, theoretically, of their lives. I mean, the same same deal. Right. And I think it takes a very special type of like energy, spirit, person to kind of be that in those spaces, I wonder how that makes you feel. That reflection, does that tie? Does that feel? <laughs> no, hundred percent, hundred percent. I feel like I'm in therapy right now. Like oh, that sounds like a question my therapist would ask me. Like, <laughs> how does, that does this tie? Feel? How does it make you yeah. feel? Do you resonate? Like, yeah, absolutely, that resonates. Um, I, I think at the at the end of the day, like my passion, what fulfills me is taking care of people and making people feel beautiful and safe and seen Mm -hmm. and um just kind of holding that space and that's what I do behind the camera it's not at all about the images and like they're a lovely byproduct like I love that I get to produce an end product that people get to view for years and years and years but like it's more so about the experience and the human interaction for me like I tell people all the time that's that's why I do this work that's the highlight of my job so yeah, I think it does tie to that, like, you know, little Maggie envisioning being a mother and taking care of and nurturing people. Mm-hmm. Like, that is, at the end of the day, what I am doing in my work and what I aspire to do. Yeah. The other thing that I've noticed that you are now starting to do, um, and and we can kind of backtrack in just a second, but you're also kind of stepping into this mentorship role, which we have, um, you know, a mutual friend who I know has been leaning on you as she's kind of finding her voice in photography. I've seen that you're posting publicly, hey, I want to do this for other people. That's another nurturing space. That's another way to kind of like continue to share the good word about the work that you've done and the experience that you've had. How does that make you feel? Like, was that a scary, uh, you know, decision to kind of say, yeah, I want to mentor people now, or was that very natural for you? I mean, it was, it was both. I think, um, there's like a certain degree of when you put yourself out there and you say, Hey, I'm ready to teach people. I want to teach people it's assumed that you think you have something worthy of sharing. Sure. And I do feel that way. Um, but like humility, being humble has always been such like an important facet of who I am. And, um, so I had to kind of put some of that aside and be like, okay, well, um, yes, I'm humble. Yes. Like, I don't want to have an ego about this, but I feel like I have learned a lot, um, over the past like year and a half of full time in the past five ish years of doing photography, um, that I do want to help other people. So I was, I was scared more so of like, judgment of folks in the industry looking at me and being like, uh, well, you're not good enough to share. Like you haven't been doing this long enough to share. Um, and at the end of the day, there's always going to be people who don't like what you're doing and disagree with you. And that's fine. And I sort of was like, I prioritize, um, helping others. And like, that's what I want. And if people are going to judge me, that's fine. I would rather do it anyways. Um, (laughs) because that's, you know, that's what fills me up. And I think I've just been so lucky in this industry to like, 
make connections with people and just happen to be in the same room with someone who really improved my career, like mm-hmm. gave me a shot, gave me a chance, believed in me. And I want to do that same thing for other people. So it felt very aligned. Like it felt very natural, but I'm definitely still scared of the judgment of people thinking, Ooh, like she's not good enough for that. Yeah. I mean, judgment's going to exist in, in any capacity. And like, I think most of us, will become parallel paralyzed rather by fear and choose not to do things. So for you to say, yes, this scares me, but I'm still going to do it is like a really big thing. So you're not acting, you know, in a position of which you are holding yourself back from potentially finding or unlocking another level of yourself, which I think is really important. Um, when we think about like your journey over the course of just moving into full time over the course of the last year and a half or so, Was there like a very specific wedding? Was there a very specific booking? Was there a moment where you were like, yeah, this is my jam. This is is what I'm passionate about. This is like clicking for me a hundred percent. I am never looking back. This is my, this is my entrepreneurial like path. Mm. Um, I mean, I could, I could get so emotional, like reflecting on this. I, I'm a very, um, reflective person. I think about this a lot and I definitely feel a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Like I feel a lot. I say that in all my branding. Um, and you can expect me to laugh, cry, whatever on your wedding day. So I think at every wedding there's been a sort of like, yes, like I am meant to be here moment. Normally it happens during the parent dances. Like whenever people dance with their parents, I just lose it. And I'm like, yeah, I'm (laughs) yeah. It just does something to me. Um, you know, those relationships are beautiful and challenging and painful and tricky. So I think being able to like document that and witness that is, is a true honor. Um, I would say like the moment that I realize I'm actually doing the thing, um, is probably my first international wedding, which like is crazy to think that I even did that, um, in 2022, like did not expect it. Um, I got to go to Iceland with one of my couples, Katie and JT and, Um, I remember like landing in Iceland and being like, oh my God, like I am here to (laughs) photograph a wedding because I made this job for my, myself. I decided that I wanted to do this. And then these two beautiful people trusted me to travel across the world and make it happen. And so that was like a massive honor and just a really grounding moment for me to, to realize like how far I've come and what I've built. Um, and obviously there's like a lot of luck in play and right place, right time and everything. But I think that was a a true moment of pride for everything that I've created thus far. Yeah. I mean, anyone listening right now that knows me and is hearing you talk is like, duh, like this is why they like get along. (laughs) I'm hyper emotional. Like I also love the idea of being super reflective and being really intentional about like the choices you make and the spaces you move in and out of. But it's like for someone like you, to be in this place after just a year and a half of like being, it's incredible. Like I'm so impressed by you all the time. (laughs) Also, I mean like, you know, we don't need it, but like you're, you're still young. Like this is like the beginning of your career. And like, I can't wait to like see where you're at 10 years from now, because like the way that you have been so thoughtful about your journey, it's inspiring and it's incredible. And I think good for you for stepping into the space of mentorship. I would assume that that hasn't just been, all like smiles and laughs and everything. And I know, (laughs) you know, you mentioned when you decided to take this, take this bet on yourself, you had $500 in your bank account. Not really sure. I mean, 
challenges? Like, mm. what does that look like for you and your experience? Um, and what do you like, or what are you kind of still working through? Yeah. I mean, I would say the, the biggest challenge and struggle was financial, right? I mean, like, because we live in Washington, <laughs> we live in Washington D.C. <laughs> Shit is not cheap, um, and I knew that going in, and I knew it was going to be hard. Um, and it, it's it was just an, an unexpected challenge to like to the degree that it was because um, you can't really understand it until you're in it. So like I essentially went in with no money, sure. um, and then had to buy a bunch of camera gear, which was like. Tens of thousands of dollars. The camera's cheap. It's when you start to buy the lenses lenses. that you actually need in order to do anything. And then the harnesses and the backpacks and people don't realize. There's all of this gear, all of this software. Um, It's a massive investment. I mean, you don't even want to know how much I like pay my accountant to keep all (laughs) my stuff in order. So it was a lot of money up front. Um, So there was definitely like, hello, there's debt. Like this is a situation. This is a problem. And that was scary um, and getting to a place where I was like, I am now uncomfortable with this. Um, what do I do? Like, do I keep pushing through? Is it time for me to go back to the corporate world? But right. then, like, I think in those moments, I look at my photos, I look at my clients, I look at my calendar, and I'm like, I'm doing it. Like, it's not yeah. that I'm not doing it. It's not that I'm not creating it. It's not that I'm not um, working hard enough. And I think those are the moments where you have to like trust. Okay. Like if I keep grinding, if I keep working, like we're going to get out of this hole, it's going to keep, you know, getting better. I'm going to keep growing. And that is exactly what happened. Like there have been several lower months or lower booking periods and lower points. And you just have to trust, like you, you have to gamble on yourself and like know that you're going to be okay and you're going to make it out of there. But um, I think financially, like that was the biggest challenge. And then there's been, questions about like am am I good like is my art good and I think a lot of artists face that particularly with photography because we see it every day like mm-hmm. everyone is a photographer now you just become numb to it a right. little bit too yeah yeah everyone has an iPhone like we're all posting photos on social Constantly. I'm like oh like everyone is doing it so like am I really that special do I really have a gift like you, you're just bombarded inundated with all this content and sometimes it feels like yours isn't the best and it's it's true like everyone has strengths there are lots of talented photographers out there but in those moments where I question like is my work valuable I kind of go back to maybe I'm not the best photographer out there There there's some people who are so much better like technically that's great they might have some better images but like for me, I think it's why I'm here, why I'm in it, what is my MO? And I think mm-hmm. that is unique and that is special and, like, that I want to, you know, uplift people, make them feel good, hold space for them, uh, make them feel beautiful, document their days, like, really be that that mom figure to them yeah. on the wedding day. Um, and so that makes it worth it for me. Like, that's, that's how I know that I'm meant to keep doing it despite those moments of doubt and questioning. Well, and there's something for everyone, too. Like, every couple comes into an experience looking for something just a little bit different, right? Right. Totally. So I feel like this is an industry where it's important to be different from the next person. But I think one of the things that you're kind of mentioning is like this level of imposter syndrome, which I think like everyone experiences, by the way, like it does not matter what role you're in or what, 
you know, space you hold, especially women. Women have this like unfortunate situation where we are constantly at a higher rate feeling like we have imposter syndrome, but you're doing it a hundred percent. And I don't Thank think you. there's anything for you to kind of sit back and question about yourself. The other thing is I feel like this is an art that's an evolution. Like you're gonna continue yeah. to grow into this craft. Right. Um and again, I'm like so hyped to think about <laughs> where you're gonna be in ten years. Um when you think about like a singular word to describe like what drives you. What is that word? Joy. Hands down. Always has been like <laughs> period again. Period. Like <laughs> no question ever since I was a little kid. Um, yeah. I've just felt really connected to that word. I remember someone early on in my life. Can't remember if it was one of my parents or a teacher um, or some sort of mentor figure who like explained to me the difference between joy and happiness and how, Happy is like a mood, but joy is this like ever present underlying state, you Mm -hmm. know, that you always have and that you always aspire to um, and connect with. And and that's something that really resonates for me. Like I try to be a person of joy. I'm very, I'm very hopeful. I'm very energized. um, And that's how I approach my work. Like I just, I lead with joy. That's how I get people to trust me. That's how I create my art. That's how I build relationships. Um, that's how I function on wedding days. Like it's not always going to be that outward, like smile or that happiness. Like sometimes it's more subtle, right? Right. It doesn't have to be this crazy chaotic, like exuberant personality, (laughs) which I totally am on some days, but yeah, no joy is just like at the, at the bottom of it all. Um, that's my MO. That's what I aspire to. And that's the kind of experience that I want to cultivate for everyone that I work with. I think it goes beyond just like the, the, the photography and like the wedding day. I mean, like, I think you carry yourself in that way when we work out together. Aww, yeah. I try. I try. I mean, I think it's like part of just who you are Yeah, is like being able to hold a space or being able to show this like aura about you. That's just like very positive and like kind of giving, room for everyone to like feel again super comfortable and feel like they're experiencing joy and we're doing this live from my home so there's my dog Hazel he's been here the whole time um when you think about like a world where you are you know sitting down with these people that you're mentoring or you're like putting yourself in a position where you're having to actually give advice to folks Mm. um what are you kind of like leaning in on? Like what is, cause I know you just talked a lot about your own self-reflection and kind of like the places where you feel like, Oh, maybe I'm not good enough. I mean, these are things that new photographers have got to be feeling as well. So I'm curious kind of what the advice is that you're giving them yeah. um, as you're sitting down and having these, these opportunities to these teaching moments, I guess. I would say there's two things. One bet on yourself like believe on yourself. No, no one else is going to do that for you. Mm-hmm. Nothing anyone else says, no encouragement is going to be that source that drives you. Like you have to a hundred percent at the end of the day, like take those risks, bet on yourself, believe in yourself that you can do it. Like you can achieve whatever you're looking to achieve. Um, and then I would say part two of that is do the work. Like if you're not putting in the work, if you're not putting in the hours, If you're not putting in the energy, um, shit's not going to happen. Like you're not going to build. So you genuinely have to sit down and grind even when it's uncomfortable, uh, even when you don't want to, even when you're having a bad day, especially during the first like six months here, um, you got to do it. So like no excuses, it's up to you. 
make it happen. Uh, yeah, so I would say those two pieces, like bet on yourself, put in the work. That's it. <laughs> when you think about like how your business may evolve um, or how you think about your business as you sit down and you make um, very specific goals for yourself, um, where does it go for you? Where do you see it going? Hmm. It's funny. Someone just asked me this yesterday and I really struggled with this question. Um, sometimes you don't have to know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think there is an element of uncertainty, which is good. Like I'm very much open to, uh, wherever this job takes me, wherever this role takes me, however it evolves. And I think that's really important. Like I'm a flexible person and I think that's helped me to adapt to this role and adapt to all the tasks that come with it. And I think that's positive. Um, a lot of people in this industry see, like the top as growing a team under you, right? Growing an entire yeah, brand. That. <laughs> um, and it's, that overwhelms me. That's something that I'm like totally turned off by at the moment. And maybe that'll change. I'm not saying that's necessarily a bad thing, but for me, like the authenticity of my brand, the human connection is at the root of it. And I just really feel like I would lose it if I were to expand in that way. So I think, where do I see this going? Like, I just want to honestly keep serving people to the best of my ability, keep bringing that joy become better at my craft, like really lean into, um, the work that inspires me, be more creative, like just honestly doing more of what I'm doing now and do it better. That's, that's my loose goal for the the next five, 10, 15, 20 years. I think it's fair. Yeah. I think that's fair. Um, if people want to experience you, (laughs) people want to, um, find you, book you, all of the above, what is the best way for them to get in contact with you? Well, you can find me at the gym. Um, (laughs) Facts. And she's lifting heavy and she's training hard. (laughs) But when I'm not there, uh, the best way to to inquire with me is on my website, which is themaggiemorris.com. And then the best way to just connect with me casually is on Instagram at themaggiemorris. I will literally respond to everyone unless you are creepy or mean. So um, hit a girl up and we can have a chat. I love that. And I, if I'm, I, if I'm correct, you are booked already for 2023. Yeah. How are you looking for 2024? Yeah. So 2023 is fully booked. I had a goal for, to book 20 weddings. I'm currently at 21. Oh, she's over overach- overachiever here. Um, so we'll see where that goes. And then 2024, I only have two right now. So books are fairly open and I will go wherever you take me. I love that you're getting to travel um, for something that you're so passionate and focused on. I, um, I'm i really, again, genuinely very excited to see how your business continues to grow. I hope that I get to be kind of front row in some capacity as a as a friend, Duh. as a, as a follower, <laughs> as a fan. Um, but I really, I, I, you know, again, I'm really grateful that you took time to kind of chat with me. I think there's so much to be said about folks that make this very, very um, difficult decision to bet on themselves, but I think the payoff is uh, is coming full tenfold for you. So I'm excited. Thank you so much for being here and thank you for having the conversation. Yay. Thanks, Karen. All right. That's the show. Thanks for tuning in. If you like what you heard, give us a follow on Instagram, driven by underscore blank, share it with your friends, pass along the good word, and for the love of God, continue to acknowledge your passions, let love be your guide, and always walk in purpose. Until next time, I'm Karen, and this has been a conversation about the intersection between passion and purpose.